welcome. Happy to have everybody here uh, and really excited to dive in today. Uh, our primary topic today, we'll be going through quick updates from uh, Realms and A-Gold about the, the two staking games or the two staking concepts that everybody's been really anxious to hear. Um, and then our, our primary sort of meaty section is going to be about the Genesis Project. Uh, the Genesis Project is my my heart and my focus and really my entry point into the Lootverse, and so I'm, I'm pretty excited to share it with everybody. I think many of you know about it, many of you are in, in the mix and playing the game already, uh, but if you don't, I'm super excited to invite you in, um, and even if you do, we've got some stuff today that we're excited to share that's uh, sort of roadmap, vision of the future, and some recaps of uh, stuff that we've been thinking. Uh, so I think we're going to go through that. That'll probably take like maybe half an hour or so. Uh, but along the way, this is an open call. And so please dive in. Let's make this you know, back-and-forth communication and sharing and feedback session and you know, open Q&A about roadmaps and ideas and you know, optimism and skepticism and more. Uh, but also get ready at, towards the end of this. If you want to share anything you're working on, if you want to solicit feedback on anything that you're stuck on, if you want to you know, raise your hand to say, hey, I need help, I'm looking for a designer, I'm looking for a writer, I'm looking for a grant, you know, whatever, this is a great time for it. Uh, plus, if anybody wants to just recap your projects, share your screens, show and tell what you're working on, uh, let's keep it Lootverse primarily. But towards the end of this, too, I think the last couple ones would be kind of cool that we've shared some other just interesting projects that are similarly spirited around on-chain, you know, dynamic, new new ways of thinking about NFT land. And so if you're working on something or building something that's even beyond the Lootverse, we're all interested. Uh, I think let's keep it towards the end, uh, but happy to hear everybody's passions and projects and stuff that's getting you excited. Andrew, uh, any intro words from you, comments? You know, I know it's been a really busy Loot week for both of us, and I know you've had your heads down as well. Yeah, no, I just I just want to add, um, use the general channel for text chat um, and post questions and, and things there. I'll be monitoring for for questions. So that's all I got. Sweet. Uh, well, thank you for everything that you've been doing, Andrew. You've been the, uh, a really powerful force, keeping the drum beating for, for loot and the loot verse in this loot builders community. Uh, let's do it. So, Lord, why don't you start today? Let's start Realms, then let's go A-Gold, and then uh, Loot Hero and I are going to do Genesis Project, and if Treppers joins, uh, he'll jump on with us on that, too, and then uh, put an open show-and-tell after. All right. Just uh, share my screen. Where I go that? <laughs> Um, yeah, hello everybody. So, um, uh, I'm part of the core dev team at Realms and Bibliotheco, and uh, you guys may or may not know about Realms, but we are building a, a MMO on-chain um, game on StarkNet at the moment, and this is a game of resources and strategy and chivalry. Um, it's going to have PVP combat, um, resource collection, construction, armies, um, a lot of things. I, I, I'm probably not going to go do a whole deep dive on the, on the game again, um, but I would recommend anybody that hasn't, hasn't um, heard of it or hasn't dived in 
come and jump into our Discord. We're very active and everyone's all the lords are very welcoming and we'll answer any questions that you have. Um, but we we, uh, we we faced a bit of a challenge. We designed the entire game on Arbitrum about a month and a half ago. And we ran into an issue where, well, not so much an issue, but we came to the realization that for really rich on-chain gaming to happen, you need very cheap transactions, like, you know, sub 50 cents, you know, definitely sub $1. And the reality is that optimistic roll-ups like Arbitrum and Optimism just aren't going to get to that um, price anytime in the near future. So we've decided to uh, migrate the entire game to StarkNet, which is a uh, zero-knowledge proof um, general purpose um, network. It's still in alpha, but it will allow us to create this on-chain game and have very minimal transactions for basically every single action in the game. I've been a bit, you may have heard, um, seen my um, comments around the place, and I'm always nagging people to um, explore layer twos first before any any mainnet type actions. So where we're at now is that we have realized that well, I think this is, goes with basically every project on layer one right now that is trying to create an interactive experience. Is that you know we're hamstrung by the gas fees. So, and all our assets are still on layer one, so it poses a problem. We need to create a bridge to these layer two networks, um, bridge or mirrors or some 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 way for players to get their assets to this uh, other other um, network. So we realized this, and we we wanted to reward our you know early early players and um, early supporters with our Lord's token, which is our native uh, token of the Realmverse. And so what we've done is we've created a um, staking contract where you can stake your realms, and you'll earn 625 Lords per epoch and an epoch is a week and you have to be staked a whole week in order to be able to claim those lords and so the re one of the reasons why we've done it this way rather than you know accruing every minute or hour is that gas is the problem and so basically all you need to do is stake within that week period in the in, in one epoch so you can time your best gas uh when it when it suits you i think i think it's been really appealing the last week and it's probably it's going to be cheap for the next couple of weeks so i mean some 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 lords got got it to about 30 uh 30 gas which is really cheap uh so you can time your time your stake that suits you and after you staked um you will be aboard the galleon and you'll start earning lords which will be claimable after a full epoch of staking and this is going to run for a minimum of 10 weeks. And then at that point we will be migrating the realm, the realms to Starknet, So you won't have to pay any other big transaction fees. It will just be, you will, we'll, we'll initialize them on Starknet directly. And then you'll be able to, if you like, you can trade back into, um, mainnet if you, if you really want. So 
that that gas cost of you know bridging was always going to happen. So we've just moved it forward and we've given um, you know people a chance to support uh, the project and be rewarded in doing so. So this is where we're at now, and you can see forty two percent of realms, all realms, are already staked after six days. So yeah, it's really easy. You can just come to this if you have a realm. Um, come to this uh, bibliotheca and go staking and connect connect your account and stake your realms. Uh, you can also withdraw if you want at any time. Uh, I'll just give and also an update on our um, roadmap. Um, you can all can dive deeper into this, but basically what we're planning on doing is. We, we're building this bridge right now uh, with the staking. Um, and at the same time, we're building a minigame of StarkNet, which will be more of a... It's not going to be our main game. It's going to be more of a... Uh, yeah. more, of a more of a concept into what StarkNet is capable of. Um, because it's, it's a... Did you eat all your burger? <laughs> um, yes, I did. Um, uh, <laughs> It's 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 a more short term, um, you know. We're hoping to have this live in the next, you know, eight weeks, um, and it will be a you know immersive experience. Well, it'll be it'll be, a, it'll be a simple game, but it'll really show the power of what Starknet's capable of, and it'll give you a chance to also earn some lords. Um, and then after that, we're start the bridge will be complete, um, and then we'll be creating a um, native NFT marketplace on Starknet which will be denominated in Lords, which will also allow people to trade the realms um, on StarkNet directly. And so it's probably going to be, to begin with, probably like 50 cents to a dollar a trade for the NFTs, which is pretty wild. Um, and a percentage of those will just funnel, the percentage of those transaction fees will funnel back into the Bibliotheca DAO. Um, then after that, we'll, the, the, the actual settling game um, will we'll go live. And that's the you know that's that, that's the main main thing that we're working on. Um, and then we'll be creating a, you know an AMM uh, to be able to trade your resources. And then down the line, we'll be PVP um, fighting between realm lords, and you'll have a chance to loot other people's realms off their resources. And you know then later down the line, we what we really hope is that we inspire a bunch of other developers to start building on StarkNet. Um, and these basic primitives that we've created, which are the resources and, and the lords can be um, incorporated into new con permissionless contracts that anybody can write. And hopefully, you know, other, other loot, loot verse projects come online in StarkNet and we see uh, hybrid contracts where Lords and a time get used and consumed in specific contracts and output something unique um, And no one needs any permission to build those things. They can just go and do it if they want to if they they believe in the Realmverse or Genesis and they you know potentially want to get some Lords and a time someone can write a contract that takes Lords and a time as a mint fee um, so there's some really interesting interoperability um, things that are kind of coming to play in the next six to 12 months. And this is really what everybody wants. This is really what everyone's been talking about, right? Um, but there's, there's there's a few things that need to happen for, like, you know, 
really like on-chain gaming to to thrive and this is really what the whole you know loot is about it's about on-chain uh, metadata that can be used with other contracts permissionlessly that's the that was the innovation that that Dom did with loot um, and so for that to be really truly realized uh, we need composability which comes with smart contracts we need cheap cost which comes with uh, ZK rollups and we also need um, lots of cheap computation which also comes with ZK rollups I call them the three C's um, composability cost and computation I am <laughs> I'm talking about it around the place at the moment I, I dropped it in loot talk um, yesterday so um, so yeah that's that's basically where we're at um, but yeah, I'd really good stuff, Lord. Thank you so much for sharing this. Uh, you, that, w Lord and I had a conversation uh, maybe a month ago about ZK that was just like dripping in conviction, so much conviction about this. And I'll tell you, Lord, uh, movements thrive off conviction, and your conviction about Starknet and ZK here is just infectious. And so we are excited to follow and excited to experiment with this as well. Um, I think we'd even threatened to have like a full-on Starknet ZK uh, loot, loot builders all hands at some point. So maybe we should do that um, more of a dev-focused one. We can do it in this channel or in the, the loot builders channel. Uh, but really good stuff. Thanks for sharing this, and thanks for you know, the continued commitment that you have to this whole community. Yeah, pleasure. Do we have time for uh, questions? Yeah, yeah, question. Shoot, anybody got any? Um, quick one is, uh, what was the reasoning for StarkNet versus ZK Sync? Um, so, I mean, it really can't comes down to, um, we believe that Cairo, which is a native language of um, StarkNet, which is like the you know the primitive um, ZK language, is going to be what, more efficient than the um, EVM compiler that um, ZK Sync is building, um, and it allows for richer um, expression in contract in, in functions too. Um, and I think Z ZK Sync is a great great um, platform, um, but they're not focusing on their native language first. They're focusing on their EVM, you know, direct compatibility, which is great. Um, and I think that's you know, the, the, I think both chains are going to actually be parabolic at some point. Um, but I think for games, um, specifically, uh, writing directly in Cairo um, is the way to go. And I think a lot of game studios and game developers will realize that. And it's actually rather easy coming from like a C, traditional game dev um, background to write in Cairo. It's really cool. cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. sense. Lord, we've got a couple of questions about this. And super excited to see you guys moving forward. Let's uh, let's pick you pick that back up and see how we can help you with both funding, lore, resources, some fun stuff as a place in the divine city, and let's uh, let's fucking go. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. For sure. Uh, well, let, let's have a little sidebar at um, this. Uh, sorry, I've, yeah, I've just been been so deep in just uh, in in kind of re-architecting the whole thing the last um, few weeks. Because there's some new kind of um, fundamental changes that are possible with Starknet, so we're just kind of rethinking some of the things that we were doing. But yeah, let's have a sidebar um, about that in the next couple of days. I have a question. Uh, so I, I know, Lord, I appreciate you jumping into the the Rift Discord and 
kind of pushing us to explore this a bit further. So I've only been dipping my toes into StarkNet and ZK rollups a bit. But um, what I do know is I know it's possible to send messages between L2s and L1s. Um, is there a way to read state from L2 um, as to a contract in L1? Uh, I believe you can you can create um, proofs that can be read on layer one. Yes, um, got it. I haven't got done it. that, but yes, I believe that's 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 possible. That's how their um sharp um, system works. Yeah, got it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be really cool to explore that some further and really get like the because yeah, and like you said, these chief transactions are crucial and. Um, having some way of bridging several L2s together um, and starting like you know, starting it as a, as a starting point, but then being able to bridge that over to different ones as well. I, I think it's going to be important for, for all of us going forward. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's, I feel like the whole market's kind of stuck in limbo right now because we're all like, you know, what do we do? And, um, but, it, I think, yeah, I, I keep just thinking, coming back to this every time. And, you know, roll-ups are about to have their time um, in the next 12 months. They're going to go parabolic in users. It's really what the whole, you know, <clears throat> what the whole market's been waiting for. Um, and they really just open up all these new possibilities, um, which, which is really holding, which is what is holding back, you know, blockchain technology to hit the masses. Yeah, agreed. I told you guys he's got mega conviction here. Uh, Lord, thank you for sharing. Let's um, hand the mic to Will. Uh, we're really excited to have you here, and I think the, the A-Gold story has been an amazing, an amazing story within Loot for the past few months, and it's pretty exciting that we're arriving at a turning point where we're kind of unlocking the next chapter for A-Gold. So talk to us. Absolutely. Yeah, so speaking of sticky, um, there's great stuff coming on the Adventure Gold side. So can everyone see this? Yep, we got you. Cool, great. Um, yeah, so um, uh, as you all know, um, the Adventure Gold tokenomics proposal allows users to stake um, uh, loot and loot and get Adventure Gold. The cool part about this is that it's being designed so that you don't need to stake your loot or M loot and have it leave your wallet. Instead, you get a uh, like a staked loot NFT that you can then put into contract. So you keep your loot and M loot in your wallet. You don't. You can interact with everything within the loot ecosystem. You don't lose access to any derivatives. Um, you just use the staked version. This is being built out by Gary, who also worked on the Loot Mart team, um, who's working on the staking rewards contract. If you have feedback from a staking reward contract or want to take part, um, here's the link. I'll toss it in the um, in the. Let's see, what's the best channel for this? Um, uh, I'll toss it in the uh, builders creators chat. Um, um, very quickly. Um, great, so 
that link is on the channel for anyone who wants to view it. Um, and this will be really cool because this will give every single loot and emloot holder a continuous supply of adventure gold to go use throughout the whole loot ecosystem. Um, so the hope is that you uh, get this adventure gold and you use it throughout all the applications that support it, and that um, also this 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 drives more adoption of adventure gold among builders too, um, because it will it, 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 it will be a it will be an in game currency that that loot and emlet holders are constantly receiving a new supply of. Um, so take a look at this taking contract. It's still in the works, um, but uh, but but definitely share your feedback. Um, and uh, take part in this GitHub issue and contact Gary for any um, questions you have about it. Um, the other uh, really exciting proposal in the works, um, this one is led by Hill, who also led um, alongside Gareth and a few other community members the original tokenomics proposal. Um, this essentially allows you to bond Adventure Gold, kind of like um, Olympus, and allow you to get a synthetic loot position where the adventure gold underlying it is equivalent to um, one loot bag. So this proposal goes into a lot of details on the mechanics. Um, the, um, the, the really interesting idea about this is that then there's an adventure gold DAO that can decide how it wants to use loot and emloot that's staked. Um, so uh, this is like... This is this all. Then this also might drive adoption of um, of, of of synthetic loot as well. So um, yeah, this is this is a very exciting proposal. It's something that brings some really interesting ohm style tokenomics um, to the community, and uh, this is also a completely community led process, which is exciting. So if you have ideas for um, cool ways to use adventure gold um, and its underlying tokenomics throughout the loot universe you too can put up any adventure gold uh proposal and uh and 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 the community will help drive it forward so the staking code will be it it, it it'll be we'll, we'll we'll let the community know when it's live um i tend to post these things on twitter pretty um quickly but also um they they they, they tend to spread the the loot discord um rapidly as well so um, very soon, you'll be able to stake your loot and uh, your loot and emloot and get adventure gold. And after that, you'll be able to have Olympus style bonding to accumulate loot and emloot in a treasury that can then be used by the community. Really cool, Will. Uh, similar to what I said to Lord, thank you for your commitment to the community, too. I mean, you have a real full time company to run. And you've been putting so much quiet energy into this and sort of quiet leadership into this. It's, it's really valuable, and I think it's going to pay dividends for this community. And it's, 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 it's the community pushing forward Adventure Gold that has made it what it is. So this wouldn't be possible without Hill. This wouldn't be possible without Gary. This wouldn't be possible without Gareth, without so many other people who have been involved. Um, and anyone who wants to can jump in. Um, feel free to DM me. Um, uh, either on uh, Twitter or on Discord, if you want to talk about Adventure Gold, um, if you want to dive deep into tokenomics proposals, talk with Hill. If you want to contribute to code, um, go work with Gary. And uh, and yeah, it's um, it's 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 an exciting, ground up, decentralized effort. Super cool. Uh, something that El Boogie and I actually have been banging around is this idea that uh, if you hold loot, you're essentially playing loot. And there've been a, cu a couple of projects lately that really drive that point home. Uh, the Rift stuff that we talked about last week and 
briefly touched on today. You know, loot bags that are active that gain status and points, or loot bags that are staked that gain a gold, really just under underpins this concept. Uh, if you hold loot, you're playing loot. And if you don't play, you're kind of leaving value on the table unnecessarily. Um, and so what a, what a great sort of ecosystem development uh, path that we're on here. That the more people use their loot bags, the more valuable those loot bags get. Um, and ideally, that that happens in line with the fun uh, that people are having in the game and uh, the joy that's coming out of these communities and the cross-community building and the rest. Uh, so super cool to see this. Thanks for hopping on today. Um, and thanks to both of you guys. Both those projects are definitely Tier 1A importance right now to our loot verse. So congrats on what you're working on. Uh, any comments or questions for Will or uh, Hill or Gary? You. A quick question about something, and then you got muted. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, can you hear me now? Yep. Okay, cool. I was asking if the last Loot Town Square was going to be uploaded to YouTube. I do believe it wasn't quite yet, or maybe I just... Uh, yeah, we had an audio issue. We recorded it, We recorded it, and then it ended up being corrupted audio, so that was a... Uh, if you were there, you saw it, and if you weren't, I don't think we had any recording. Uh, but yeah, for next week, if somebody else wants to record, that'd be sweet. I think we've got Quill recording right now. I'm recording this one, though my computer is telling me that uh, it's not working that well. So if somebody wants to be our official recorder for the next one, that'd be really helpful. And I'm recording Maybe. too, so we have three. <laughs> okay, cool. Hopefully one works. <laughs> yeah, we need, to, um, we need to figure this out, but we have issues. Yeah, we'll figure week. it out before the next one. Um, cool. Hey, Tim Shell, before you dive in, I just want to... Quickly announced for the Loot Explorer team, they just announced their um, mint date is next. Well, it's December twenty first. I'll put the I'll put the link in the general channel, but they announced that a few hours ago. I just want to share that. Nice. Um, I'm really excited about Loot Explorers. I'm not gonna dive in right now, but I'm really excited about this. Um, I want to share a couple things. So I'm gonna go into Genesis Project um, and. Loot Hero and I are going to drive this, but I wanted to share you know, one more show and tell uh, and then a quick preview before we dive in. One show and tell is that if you missed either last week or the week before, I launched something called Loot.Foundation, and I launched it in, I think I put it on Twitter and maybe the Builders channel too, but the idea here is that it takes all this canonical lore that we've discovered over the past like month, month and a half, and puts it into one clean place so that you know, any builder, any developer, any designer, creative, writer, storyteller, whatever, who want to build inside the loopverse, uh, have a, a go-to spot that just has like the living history, the core principles, and the core uh, sort of foundational lore of loot. There's obviously a lot of inspiration in loot and a lot of projects that are inspired by loot and then go you know, run wild in other directions. Treasure Magic has done a great job there, End Project, Dope Wars, etc. Uh, but for folks who truly want to build inside the lootverse, not adjacent, but truly in the loot verse, the idea is that these principles uh, establish a foundation for this really expansive, uh, you know, really diverse, but still cohesive universe. Uh, so this is all on here. It's on loot.foundation. There's some core stuff related to the character classes, 
related to the item rankings, the 16 orders, um, even a meta timeline. Um, and some of it, you know, it goes from high level to pretty deep. But some of it's really, really cool to see it, like, visualized here. You know, like, this is a screenshot of the original loot contract overlaid with some canonical analysis that helped us realize, like, wait, there's an item ranking here. There's a set of character classes, etc. Sharing the wrong screen. Yeah. Uh, sharing the wrong screen. Uh, okay, hold on. Yeah, 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 you're sharing this screen. Sharing screen. Ah, thanks for interrupting me. Uh, that's better, yeah? Yeah. Cool. Uh, so yeah, loot.foundation, and you can go to the site on your own too. But I was just calling out this piece that like seeing the, the OG contract overlaid with this type of analysis, I know for me has really driven it home that there is some canonical lore. There is some, or there is a set of foundational principles that are right inside the original you know, DOM-created loot contract. And this site intends to give everybody the tools to be able to tie to these canonical concepts. Uh tie to the character classes, for example, the warriors, the hunters, the mages, uh, understand what they are and what they mean and how they fit together, uh, and then use them in their projects. And whether those projects are you know, writing, short stories, movies, games, uh, you know, items, anything anyone can dream, the idea is that, again, this like establishes a foundation for true infinite creativity, but to create it from a... Uh, a sort of point of cohesiveness that we're all working off of the same playbook, working off of the same physics of this universe, and that we can work in a million different creative directions. I mean, think about the difference between loot swag and hyper loot and loot explorers as three completely different ways to visualize the same bags is incredible. Uh, but all those things are tied back to the canonical principles, and that's what makes them you know, such powerful parts of the lootverse. So what the Realms crew is doing is, you know, so closely tied to the 16 orders and other uh, connective tissue, uh, you know, A-gold, as you guys move that forward, I'm sure that will continue to get tied to the canonical loot lore. So I just wanted to call out this site again. Um, if you're building, and building again means writing, making art, creating, you know, building games, etc., this site's uh, free and open, and they'll keep, I'll do my best to keep updating it, but this is also, ha I'm happy to have this be an open community site. And it's got just sort of the canonical principles uh, from, again, the high level to the super specific low level. Um, and we also intend to, to update this with some, like, recommendations for builders um, and some even, like, guiding best practices for builders, like technical best practices. So if, if anybody wants to help me build this, definitely send me a DM. Uh, this is just underpinned by a big Notion doc, so we can open it up for edits and uh, I'll work on it together. We may also just add this to the lootproject.com website at some point. Uh, that site's maybe a little more sacred, so I didn't want to just mess with it yet. But uh, folks who have seen this so far, I think are getting a lot of value from it. Just all the canonical facts of loot in one place, organized in a way that uh, builders can make sense of it and work off of it. Before I move off of that, uh, any comments or feedback on Loot Foundation? but it's been super helpful, so thank you. Cool. Great to hear that. Um, all right, let's dive in. So I'm going to preview something that you might have seen me tweeting about, uh, but we had this idea the other day that loot is kind of like a big decentralized incubator, and these calls are like our you know, internal stand-ups and our internal all-hands calls. 
But if Lude is an incubator, it'd be pretty fun to do a demo day, you know, almost like a quarterly review, what's happened in the past 100 days demo day. So I have the beginnings of a deck that we started, um, and this is a crew of us who've come together to create this, edit it, add it, uh, Loot Hero, El Boogie, Spencer's uh, put some edits into here, um, and more. That's both for ourselves, like a big show and tell, uh, but also for the wider community. I think there's a lot of people who are just curious about loot but aren't you know, in the Discord depths that we're at. And so I wanted to just quickly share like the concept of what this is going to be and a call to action to say, if you have a project that you want to show off on this demo day, um, definitely let us know. You can pop into the uh, Builders Creators channel where I've shared this concept. DM me if you want access to this deck and you can add straight to it. But the idea is that it's, a, again, a quarterly review, the first 100 days demo day. Um, you know, think about this if we were a true incubator, if, if Loot was like a traditional incubator, like a Y Combinator, the amount of development that's happened and scale that's happened in this ecosystem over the past 100 days is freaking astounding. Uh, if, if we were to open up the doors and say, here's what we've all been building for 90 days, from Loot Swag to Loot Explorers and Hyperloot, to the Genesis Project, to Realms, to the Loot Character World, to Divine DAO that I'm really excited about, uh, the next chapter that's opening up, to all the stuff like Rings and uh, Meta Loot and Banners and A-Gold, Realms, Crypts and Caverns, and then the whole ecosystem like Loot Watcher, Loot Exchange, and more. This would be an incredible demo day for a, quote, traditional incubator. And I think a lot of people get stuck in, like, the NFT FOMO, you know, quick hit, and then it disappears, you know, one week at a time. Uh, uh, I don't know what the word would be, like, the, the fanfare and the tornadoes of, of uh, NFT land. And what's happening in the Ludeverse is just sort of slow and steady in NFT terms, but freaking accelerated and amazing in traditional terms. And so this demo day, the, the purpose of this is to sort of showcase and review... Uh, all the stuff that's been happening across the board and even highlight some of the coming soon type stuff. And the idea is that every project will have, you know, call it five minutes, eight minutes or something to present, you know, a quick one on the realms. What is realms? Where are we going? You know, a quick one on Divine DAO. You know, what is Divine DAO? And, you know, where is it going? Uh, what is Loot Exchange? Where is it going? There's a Loot Swag, Hyper Loot, Loot Explorers, Loot Character, Rings, Meta Loot, Banners. Uh, Crypts and Caverns, The Herald, The Warrior, you know, there's room for everybody here. Uh, but so if you own one of these projects or you're involved in the community and you want to help with a couple slides, would be great to get community involvement here. Um, and then anybody who wants to can present. So we'll do that in like the next, call it 10 days, what is day, December 15th. I think if we get momentum in the next week, we can do it in about a week. If this looks like it's going to take a little longer, we should do it after the holidays. Uh, so TBD, but it'd be great if over the you know, next couple of days, everyone could just pop in and say, yeah, I'll take a couple slides. You know, even Will, you just made this A-Gold deck in like five minutes. And like, that's kind of all we need. Just quick, what is it? Where are we going? Why are we excited about it? Because uh, I know overall, in terms of the loot burst, I am incredibly excited about just the momentum, the meaning, the community we've built, uh, even just the size of what's going on these days. Yeah, we've got the Loot Dow Treasury, the Divine Treasury, the Genesis Treasury. Yeah, we've got thousands of users, thousands of players. Uh, yeah, the trading volumes are insane from just the first you know, week or two. But even still, we're talking like you know, 50 to 100 ETH a day in trading. The Loot Extension ecosystem you know, continues to thrive. Uh, and overall, just the, the builders are building. And so this is a cool moment to have us all pull up, 
and just say to the world, like, hey, quick demo day. Yeah, we are all in heads down building mode and geeking out together about ZK and Snark, Snarknet and L1s and L2s and interoperability. But if you pull it all the way back up, like, what is what is loot? Uh, you know, it's a movement. It's a primitive. It's an incubator. It's a time machine. Uh, so to me, it'd be pretty fun to do kind of a, a big, wide, maybe Twitter Spaces demo day. Uh, anyway, I'm rambling. But if you want to participate here, hit me up in DMs. Uh, or pop into the Builders Creators channel and raise your hand. So with that, let's do the Genesis Project uh, recap and roadmap review and just sort of overall update. And I'm going to do it just straight from this deck, actually, which I think is kind of a cool way to, to tie these two things together. I'm going to try to present... Uh, no, I guess I want to screen at the same time. I'll leave it here. Uh, Loot Hero, why don't you pop off? I'll start here, and then and you can dive in. Uh, yeah, unmute so you can just sort of weave in that with me. And I think we've got Holden and Treppers as well. Uh, Holden and Treppers are my compadres and uh, call it co-founders in the Genesis Project. Uh, excited to have you on on this call as well. And so please interrupt me and dive in, uh, jump in with your thoughts. So if you know the Genesis Project, this might be a little bit of a recap. But if you don't, excited to share it. The Genesis Project is the uh, number one traded loot extension so far, uh, which is not the best metric, and I don't really care about that metric. But if trading uh, corresponds as a metric to action and maybe excitement and energy around the project, you know, to me that's what, what the whole purpose is here. I talk a lot about joy uh, and trying to manifest joy out of this loot burst and this loot ecosystem. And I know I personally have gotten so much joy out of the community and out of the the mind-melting revelations that have come out of this Genesis Project community. So what is the Genesis Project? It is a community. It's a community of builders, mathematicians, designers, storytellers, writers, all on a mission to kind of go back in time. Let's discover, let's develop the origin story of the loot universe. There's a lot of this stuff uh, a lot of the builders who are building projects into the future and building projects in the present. And the Genesis Project intends to say, hey, where did this all come from? Or what is the foundational principle of loot? Like, where did it, why are we here? Uh, who are we? What are our adventurers? You know, what is this place that we found ourselves in? What is the purpose and what is the meaning uh, of our adventures? And so we started out uh, our first project out of the Genesis Project is itself a loot primitive. It's a loot primitive called the Genesis Adventures, or a Genesis Loot Bags, we call them. Uh, and that loot, loot primitive was actually derived from and born out of the original OG loot contract. So I'm going to get to that in a second. But so you know, sort of part one, phase one of Genesis Project is about resurrecting these Genesis Adventures, the original characters of the loot verse, and then beginning to discover their stories. Uh, part two is related to that, which is discovering the stories, the Genesis scrolls, the origin stories uh, of the loot verse, um, and then part three, which is really more just like uh, something that's happened expansively across the loot verse, is that now that we have the Genesis adventures uh, resurrected, they're starting to get really interesting special access to just stuff that's happening across the loot verse. Uh, you know, for example, the Rings project had a special angle in for Genesis adventures. Loot Swag has a special visualization for Genesis adventures. Uh, Loot Explorers has an interesting twist on it. 
Uh, we'll talk about that in a second, but there's there's a variety of things that Genesis Adventures holders, as incredibly active players and as holders of you know, arguably arguably the most powerful characters in loot, uh, are having a lot of fun with. You know, taking their Genesis Adventures out into the ether, out into the wild, um, and, and using them and playing with them. Uh, okay, so phase one, I mentioned you know, a loot primitive. Like, what is what is the specific Genesis adventure thing, or what is the Genesis project's first first actual project? It's this character development game, almost like the beginnings of a world-building game, of people collaborating together by trading mana, and I'm going to explain what that means in a second, to resurrect these 2540 Genesis adventures, and then through them discover the, the origin story of loot. Uh, I'm going to talk about the roadmap a little bit here, too. But that, that is the concept that even on the lootproject.com website, you'll see it. There are a handful of core primitives of loot. Clearly, the OG loot bag you know, is the main primitive from which all of this has been born. Uh, but there's synthetic loot, which is you know, like a, in a nearly infinite amount of loot bags tied to every Ethereum wallet. There's more loot, which is you know, one and a half million loot bags that are being kind of excavated from the Earth, remnants of the Great War. And then there's the Genesis loot bags, the 2540 bags that were carried by the original Genesis adventurers uh, as sort of the original set of loot bags at the beginning of time. Uh, and then through all these primitives, folks are now getting access to gear up with other things, to play games, get characters, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I'll pause for a second. Trappers or, or Loot Hero or Holden, do you guys want to pop in and add a little bit to that? Yeah, I wanted that on the point of there being the loot, and then we created, I think, MLoot and SLoot initially were a response to, well, if we have this game and it's limited to 8,000 players, that's not very many players for, like, a big metaverse, hyperverse game. So then, you know, there's MLoot, SLoot, and I think GLoot is an interesting add-on in that it provides, you know, potentially 2,500 more loot bags. And if you look at how those bags are created. You know, with M loot, you know, maybe there was some bots that could harvest certain rarities and synthetic loots. Genesis has kind of played around with harvesting some fun synthetic loot bags, but they can be a little bit easier to bot in game. But with the G loot bags, the Genesis loot bags, because of how difficult it is to create them, they all have to come from items from OG loot bags. Even the whale loot holders don't have enough of these items to create super Genesis adventurers. So it just forces this human collaboration. And so it adds 2,500 very legitimate extra um, items or characters to the genus, to the loot ecosystem. And I think that's, that's pretty exciting. Nice. Yeah, I think you've actually covered this slide pretty well, too. So I, I mentioned this before. If you're in the game, you already get this, but I'll just say it one more time. This wasn't just like on a whim, 2,540 G-loot bags. This was a mathematical discovery and derivation or revelation from the original OG loot contract. There's a huge long medium post where we sort of QED proved the existence of the Genesis Adventures. And there aren't 2539 and there aren't 2600. There were 2540 Genesis loot bags implied by the original contract, uh, derived from the original contract. And the game of the Genesis project, or the first game here, is about loot holders minting these select items from their bag, which, side note, it's free to mint, uh, and then taking those items, combining them together, 
these items being really kind of the greatest items in the loot verse in terms of greatness scores and just uh, you know, canonical greatness. And then putting it back together and resurrecting these Genesis adventures. And so to put some visuals behind that, uh, I, I like to talk and I like words, but maybe these visuals will help. It's It might sound complicated, but it's not that complicated. Uh, does somebody want to jump in? I don't know. We got hamburger time again. Uh, all right, so from a loot, loot bag, just a core OG loot bag, inside this loot bag are a number of Genesis loot items. Uh, in this case, there's a dragon's crown of the fox, there's a tome of anger, and there's a gold ring of the fox. So three Genesis loot items. At genesisproject.com slash claim, which I can actually pull up and show, the idea is that you take your loot bag, and for anything that's unminted, there'd be a mint button. I think all mine have been minted here. But for anything that's unminted, you'd have a loot but a mint button. You can mint it, and it takes it from, you know, like the synthetic item inside your bag, and mints it into another piece of Genesis mana. That Genesis mana looks like this. And so in this case, this bag would have again the Dragon's Crown of the Fox, the Gold Ring of the Fox, and then the Tome of Anger. And then with those items, you can sell them on OpenSea. You can buy more on OpenSea. You can trade them on NFTX. Uh, we have a huge trading pool in NFTX that I think has had like 1,500 ETH in trading or something like that on the NFTX pool. And it's a really, really powerful use case here. Uh, I'll show you this in a second. Because there's 574 items currently, all filterable, all sortable. So you could say, I'm looking for a bronze ring you know, of protection. And bam, you know, there's the six bronze rings of protection, all essentially at the floor. Uh, all at the floor price of OpenSea. And so this has been a, a really breakthrough use case for the Genesis Project because it's a game of trading, and it's trading these cards with each other and you know, sort of collecting one team or like one one character's worth of cards. NFTX has been a really powerful uh, backbone tool for that. And so you take your, your items that you've distilled for free, you trade with other people through OpenSea, through NFTX, or even just through trustless trades. People are doing trades through Pseudoswap or even just you know trading in a trusted way. To arrive at eight items of the same order, in this case of the Fox, and then essentially to resurrect a Genesis adventure with those eight items. Yeah, the lore here, the idea here is that you're, you're like taking these eight items, you're distilling them into their mana, like their essence, and then from their essence, you're... Uh, resurrecting one of these Genesis beings. And so if I show you, for example, for me, I've been working on this really epic Genesis adventure of the Fox that today I made a ton of progress on and I'm really close to. Uh, through genesisproject.xyz, there's a claim and mint at the top. And you can kind of start to visualize, like, okay, this is what this character would be. The Warhammer, the Ornate Belt. Uh, I think in this case I wanted... Yeah, no, the Ornate Belt is right. The Foot ME was just incredible and gifted me the Holy Greaves of the Fox, which is a really powerful item. The uh, Holy Gauntlets, uh, Loot Hero, Holy Gauntlets, or the uh, Ornate Gauntlets? Now I forget. Holy. Holy, Holy Gauntlets there. I had to check the Loot Foundation too. So my Holy Gauntlets. I wish I was ready to actually just resurrect this guy right here, because that would be pretty fun to do this on the fly. Uh, but the idea is that once you get all eight, in this case, I could go out to all and find another necklace. So I'd find this one, which is available on NFTX. Uh, and I'd find a better ring. There's a gold ring, this like this one. Uh, 
loot hero is going to send me a gold ring of the fox later. And then once I have all eight, up here you know, appears a claim button, or I think it's a resurrect button, that essentially lets you mint this character into your bag. And then with a minted Genesis adventure, a whole world unlocks now. So first of all, you now just own one of the most powerful characters of loot. It's a Genesis loot bag. You, know, you own it alongside your OG loot. And then with that Genesis loot bag, you unlock the ability to dive into loot swag, loot explorers, hyper loot. There's some cool things you can do, like uh, getting your Genesis Adventures name. So we have some ENS names. Uh, like, for example, I have a wallet that's moondemon.ofthetwins.eth because my GA's name was the Moon Demon. Uh, and there's a bunch of examples of that. Holden, we may even want to share some of those on the call today. Uh, I, I know you were working on we some. Yeah, yeah we, I think yeah. There's there's definitely a lot of fun ones um, that we've created and just haven't sent out to um, to the GA holders. But yeah, we definitely could talk about them uh, if you wanted. Cool. You want I think let's get the, yeah. Give me like two minutes to wrap this this specific track, and then maybe if there's anyone on the call who's uh, owed one of those names, that'd be kind of cool to share it. Uh, but the idea here is again with the Genesis Adventure, you unlock the ability to play the game and like dive in and and uh, get this really powerful character across the rest of the loot verse. Uh, we also have this token A-Time that Lord of a few mentioned earlier. A-Time is uh, a pretty specific utility token, you know, whereas A-Gold is about a, a resource that you can trade with, almost like a currency. A-Time is the yin to that yang. A-Time is like a, a time-based currency, adventure time, the idea being that you, in a game in the future, could accelerate time, slow down time, reach through time, and so in this case, like, A-Time and the ENS thing are connected to each other. You can reach through time to discover the original name of your Genesis adventure and then get receive it as an ENS name. Uh, A-Time's also being used in this really cool way around some transformation station where uh, there's a whole lore around this that I'm not going to share all the details of, but the idea here in a TLDR is that using your A-Time, which is free to claim from any Genesis adventure, you can trade that Genesis adventure for an OG loot bag. Uh, or vice versa, anyone who has an OG loot bag can go through the transformation station the other direction, use some A-time, and receive a Genesis adventure on the other side. Uh, so kind of a cool concept. It, we've had, I think, two or three so far. We actually just had one yesterday. Somebody walked through the transformation station with a, a really incredible Genesis adventure and came out the other side with an OG loot bag. Um, and so if that's intriguing to you, hit, hit me up, hit Holden up, or just find us in the Genesis uh, Discord. And then in the future here, Genesis Adventures will be used everywhere. Uh, as A-Quest launches, you know, fingers crossed, that ends up uh, as amazing as we all anticipate. Uh, we'll be able, hopefully, to tribute it at the Divine Gates of the Divine City uh, within Divine Dao. Will you be able to use your Genesis Adventure to discover Genesis scrolls to talk about the 16 orders and their origin stories and where they came from? Uh, but also, like Lord said, this is a primitive and it's permissionless. And this is full uh, CCO. Anybody can build on top of this. And so if anybody wants to build on top of this primitive of the GA alongside the OG loot bags, whether it's building a game, whether it's building characters, building stories, this is all fair game. Um, and so we're, we're really excited to see the energy that the community has had around this. There's been some really, really positive momentum and just 
outpouring of joy. I just love to see this stuff. It's kind of what it's all about. You know, I've been nerd sniped into loot just along with you guys. And when you think about why, like this is the why. Just getting people to a point where they're saying, you know, this is the most fun I've had in ages. Will, if you're still on the call, I'm uh, embarrassing you here maybe, but this is just so so nice to see. You know, <laughs> Dylan talking about it. Yeah. Uh, Spencer, others. Actually, I got you here twice, Will. I know you're a big Genesis adventurer, traveler. Uh, but yeah, really cool to see this. I think, Loot Hero, do you want to comment on uh, your experience and maybe even the tie to some of like the conceptual lore discoveries and more? You've been really one of the anchors of the Genesis project. Yeah, I think I'll cover this slide. So, Tim Shell showed this a little bit ago, but maybe some of you haven't seen this, where if you look through the contract, you can draw these really clean boxes like you see in front of you, where the each category of item gets grouped into a, a category based on, like the material type would be one way to view it. And so you can see for the weapons, we have like legends, like the Warhammer, Quarterstaff, Maul, Mace, Club, and then you have blades, wands, books, and then the other example that's on the screen would be for the chest armors. You have like light cloth items, medium hide chest armor items, and then heavy metal. And so from this, we start to get character classes. So, I mean, this is where you could name these, I guess, whatever you wanted. But I mean, from a material type, that's that's pretty much contract canon. We chose to go with mages, warriors, and uh, mages, warriors, and hunters. So hunters are wearing the hide, mages are wearing the cloth, warriors are wearing the metal. So uh, you can do this for all the item categories. And if you go to like Loot Foundation or some of the other resources that Tim Shell shared, you'll see that we have them listed for everything. So this is useful. You can see this also on Loot Swag. If you visualize your OG loot bag or your Genesis Adventure, it'll show you the breakdown of your items, which is pretty cool. And so for the loot bags, you know, a lot of us didn't, I don't think anybody really knew about this initially. So it's kind of fun to look at how it ended up breaking down. When you're constructing a Genesis Adventure, you have a little bit more control. So you can actually intentionally look for items that are all of the same type if you want, or if you're trying to blend it to do like a mage hunter, mage warrior, you can intentionally mix and match. Um, but it just adds adds an extra element of, of canon that just gives everybody the same, same viewpoint when they're looking at these items and how to visualize them. And then the other thing that's on that page is the greatness. And so... Um, a lot of people I talk to don't know about greatness yet, and I think the the Loot Exchange team was the first team to really broadcast this, and it's on their interface. So if you go to loot.exchange and you look at the loot bags, you'll see that all the loot bags, have, all the items, have a greatness score next to them. And so this is directly from the contract, and so um, items get assigned in order at greatness 15, so that's short sword of rage. Right? It's a 15 greatness. So in that chunk of code that Tim Shell showed earlier, where it's you know, generating a number between 0 and 20, if it's a 15 or higher, it gets an order. If it's a 19 or higher, it gets the name prefix, like Apocalypse Roar in this case. And then if it's a 20, it gets the plus 1. So for the, for the 15, 19, and 20 case, we kind of already knew the greatness scores. It was implied based on the item type. 
But for everything below that, you didn't really know. I mean, if you have three divine hoods, the assumption was that they were all the same greatness. And it's nice in that it, a lot of people wanted to both, they, they wanted to provide a way to sort the items based on strength. And then also for a lot of games, you have item levels. And it seems like Dom really baked both of them into the contract for us, that we have relative strengths of all the item categories. And then within those categories, we also have the greatness for each item. So it provides a really new and fun way to view your loot bag. So the initial rarity score was one way to look at it, that, well, I'm the only one with this long sword of titans, plus one. Um, that's one way to look at it, is how rare is this item. But now there's another way you can look at it, well, well how strong is that item? Like in this case, it's a greatness 20, which is really good. And then on the on the blades side, um, long sword would be, um, you know, above short sword, but below Balchion or Katana. And I think the last thing I'll indicate here, which is just a little bit more under the hood or unknown, and I think a lot of the Genesis players kind of run into this because we're looking at so many individual items all the time, is the other interesting thing that came out of the way that this data was produced by the contract is that if we start at the top for the weapons, like Warhammer, the Warhammer is the only, like Warhammer has a greatness zero, but not a greatness one or two. And because of that pattern, it has a 0, 3, 6, 9, 12, 15, 18 greatness. So there are no named Warhammers because of just the way the contract created these items. And then it kind of moves down the list. So the quarter staff is always greatness 1, 4, 7, 10, 13, 16, 19. So you don't have plus one quarter staffs, but you have named quarter staffs, which is greatness 19. And then the mall would be the third one. So that would be the, the 2, 5. And that would get you to the 20. And so as you go down, it kind of explains the different items and why certain items like the divine robe never appears as a named divine robe because it's at the top of the list. So just like the Warhammer peaks at greatness 18, the divine robe also peaks at greatness 18 as well. Yeah, I love that that deep geeky lootness here. Yeah, but I would love to hear Dom's reaction to this too because I think some of this or I know some of this was by design, and I think some of this was just through uh, the beauty of the code and maybe accidental uh, accidental amazingness. But what yeah, you're calling that, out is really cool. The part that makes me think he may have done some of this intentionally is, like, the actual classes themselves, if you look at the warrior, the warrior has a lot of items that all peak at greatness 18, like a surprising number of them. Like the Warhammer's an 18, the Holy Gauntlet's is an 18, a bunch of the warrior items never get to greatness 19 or 20. And then the same thing's true with the mage. If you look at the mage items, most of the mage items all peak at greatness 19. And then a lot of the hunter items, well, all of the hunter items peak at greatness 20. So, I mean, when I first looked at this, it was like, oh, it's just going down the list and it's just the order of the list. And Don couldn't have possibly not only listed these in a specific order, but then across all of the different item categories, put it in a specific order such that warriors would sort of inherently be less powerful than the hunters. But uh, yeah, when you look at the way the data all came, you know, came out and you look at all the individual items in this way, it almost looks like Dom actually intentionally did, did exactly this. Yeah, it's really cool to see it. Uh, 
lewd hero is um, maybe maybe not promoting this uh, enough, but he is probably the single most knowledgeable person about the canonical loot lore uh, out of anybody, uh, myself included. You've been really the inspiration for a lot of this going forward in the, the I mean, the Genesis community. You've definitely been like the the go to GA connoisseur. Uh, so thank you for what you've been doing. You're definitely welcoming to everyone who dives in. And I have something to quickly embarrass, me, embarrass you, Loot Hero. Uh, I wanted to do this one a few weeks ago. We didn't get to it. Uh, but if, for those who don't know, which is probably everybody, Loot Hero just had a baby. Uh, and the Genesis Project had a little bit of a, a gift for him. I'm going to do this right now to embarrass you. Uh, Holden, do you want to dive in? Yeah, let's do it. I, I, I think, you know, as Tim Shell said, Loot Hero has been the backbone, I think, of the Genesis community in so many ways. Um, incredible leader, stoking excitement, energy, ideas, bringing them to life, bringing teams together to resurrect GAs, like embracing the collaborative spirit. Um, and so to, to honor that that spirit, um, the, uh, the historians, myself, Tim Shell, and Treplers pulled together some of our founder rewards uh, of Lost Mana, um, to bring to life uh, Navi of Protection, um, a gift, a gift to Loot Hero uh, in honor of his new daughter, um, a GA of Protection, um, wielding dragon skin armor. Um, but the rest is up, uh, up to the community to decide what these will become eventually. But we just wanted to um, to gift you this. Say thanks for for everything you've done for the community. I think it's it's an incredible. Um, incredible space where you know we've never met each other in person and yet you know i think we feel feel this bond that um you know i think uh hopefully this ga represents but wow. um yeah that's the, wow. the embarrassing, so embarrassing little uh aside <laughs> no. to share yeah this is amazing I, I can't wait to roll the dice on these lost items and just see yeah. how this <laughs> how this ga turns out it's, it's funny because some people they were asking me about the other wallet I have with my GAs in it. And the thing is, as long as I've been playing, I don't actually have my own GA yet. I have six group builds with other, with other people that I've teamed up with and we've done some fun ones together. But I've actually yet to knit my own GA, so this will be my first one. So thanks wow. for your night. I love it. And you can put it in a wallet, stash it away for your daughter. Um, <laughs> And you know, tell tell her the story of, of loot. Um, tell her bedtime yeah. stories about, about the, the adventures of her her GA. Oh, I appreciate so it. Good. That was definitely a Holden led effort. So thanks for doing that. Um, from the the folks in the community, obviously we are really excited about this and uh, extremely geeky about this project. Any questions or comments are from players who've been playing. Do you just want to dive in with any of your own stories? I've got a few great GAs tied up here, or uh, teed up here. Starting with this Lord of a few, this Lord of Linen, Lady of Linen is pretty powerful. This guy is Dom's. This is a good one. This is uh, Dom's GA of skill here, looking pretty badass. This one I love. This is uh, Zoink and Yoshi and me coming together to build a giant of giants, the first ever plus eight. GA, which was pretty amazing about a month ago. Uh, anybody want to hop in, though, with comments or stories or questions about what we're doing here? 
I still really like the fact that Lord of Linen, you know, built that GA as a perfect mage before we had discovered the classes. <laughs> Just by focusing on, you know, Linen, the cloth, he ended up getting a perfect mage, which is, well, I think there's two now, but definitely the first and still one of the few full mages that have existed in the 300 or 400 GAs we've made. I think it's one of the very few and definitely the first. So good. It was meant to be. Um, all right. Well, to wrap this part up, uh, if you're interested in this, what to do next is if you hold loot bags, go mint your mana. Um, I mentioned before, if you hold loot, you're playing loot. And if you're not playing loot, you're losing value. Mana is a perfect metaphor for that. The mana floor price is like 0.1 ETH right now, and the average loot bag has point or has like 2.5, so somewhere between 2 and 3 items. Some have 4, some have 5 even, some have 1. Uh, but that means that everybody's loot bag, at the current floor at least, has something like 0.2.3 ETH in free mana inside of it. Obviously, we'd rather have you mint it, build a GA, participate in the community, come play, come support the community. But even if you don't, you're sitting on that mana and nobody else can mint it. Um, and so if you can at least mint it and sell it, that'll help the rest of the community come together and trade it with each other to play. Um, and also, if you're not a loot holder but you want to play, it's still wide open. Anyone can buy buy mana on OpenSea or NFTX. Uh, or if you're just like intrigued by this the way we are, we're building um, we're working on an L2 strategy to make trading easier and just to accelerate the path to the 2540 GAs. And we're beginning to do the work on the Genesis scrolls um, in partnership with Divine Dow, which I've also gotten pretty heavily involved in. Uh, I think the Genesis scrolls will be a really important artifact for the loot births. You know, the, the scrolls of the 16 orders, the origin stories, where they came from, their purpose in the universe, uh, the origin stories of the Genesis adventures of each of those uh of each of those Genesis orders, at least for me, is a really powerful, motivating concept. Um, or if you have other ideas for building, again, it's permissionless and wide open, so dive in. And the other comment I'll say about building is the group builds. I mentioned earlier that uh, the one I just got gifted is my first solo GA, but I've done six group builds now, and a group build really only requires one mana item. So if your bag only has one and you're thinking, well, I don't really want to buy the other seven items, in the Genesis Discord, there's channels for each order. You can just go in there and, and post that you want to do a group, group build. I'm frequently reaching out to different people as I see people have certain items that they're sitting on, and I have some complementary items. I'll reach out and try to get teams together. But um, we've been using Gnosis as a multi-sig wallet. So we put all the items in there. We share custody of it, claim our A time. Um, a bunch of them got the realms airdrop for GAs early on. So, you know, we've staked our realm and we're kind of co-opting the loot, the loot game, which is pretty amazing, you know, to have anywhere from four to eight different people sharing a loot asset and then, you know, realms in some cases, these different loot assets and sharing it and deciding what to do with it. Should we stake our realms? You know, obviously we should. But then now we have Lord's tokens in our multi-sig. Once we can use the Lord's tokens, what should we do with them? It's kind of a cool co-op mode for loot. So the group build is definitely an option. It's been done many times before. So if you only have one or two mana items, just jump into Discord, post, and I'm sure there's others that will team up. Sweet. Um, and the best place to start for everybody is just here, genesisproject.xyz. There's a big claim button. Uh, and even if you don't have any in your wallet, here, I'll disconnect here. 
still totally usable. Uh, you could dive in and say, okay, I'm interested in the you know, order of power. What is out there in the universe? You know, let me start to pay attention and look. Okay, a Warhammer and a chest and more and more. And then all of a sudden, bam, I'm you know, a couple steps away from building a Genesis Adventure just right here. Yeah, and if you're going to jump right in, that Warhammer, people seem to not realize that the Warhammer is actually the most powerful <laughs> item. There's still a bunch of Warhammers sitting at floor price. I mean, I, I try not to hold more mana than I have a use for. Like, I don't want to just hoard the mana, so I leave it there. But, yeah, definitely the the warrior builds, as I mentioned, most of the top warrior items don't have a name or a plus one, so people just kind of think they're not that valuable, so they just dump them. But there's some really great warrior items sitting at floor price. And then actually just one more comment on mana, too, is the Genesis Project isn't intending, like, mana's not our durable asset. Genesis adventures are. So I see some people like holding mana or listing it for like a hundred ETH, you know, because that's what you do sometimes to show your support for an NFT. Like I love this project. I'm never going to sell it. But if you're going to do that, it's better to do it with the Genesis adventures, not mana, because we actually need the mana to make the Genesis adventures. So if everybody just held their mana and didn't trade it, we wouldn't be able to mint any more GAs. And that's sort of the, like the joy from minting GAs is kind of, you know, part of the lifeblood of the project. So please, if you have mana, consider offering it for a reasonable price and, and not just holding it forever because it's not really the point of that asset. Cool. Uh, thank you, Loot Hero, for everything you've been doing. Uh, thanks, Holden. I think you had to jump off. Treppers, uh, I didn't get to shout you out, but Treppers has also been the quiet backbone of this whole damn thing, carrying the entire project on his shoulders, uh, alongside Tenox, Tenox and a couple other devs who've dived in. Uh, but thank you for everybody's support and positivity. It continues to give me a ton of energy. And I'm obviously energetic about loot overall, uh, but like I said, my heart is this Genesis project. It just hits on so much stuff that's near and dear to me. The fantasy lore, the origin stories, the building of the characters, the uh, collaborative teamwork, the idea of uh, sort of decentralized and trustless teamwork. It's all its all um, sort of geeky fantasy fun, but underneath it, it's a game of learning. It's a game of collaboration. Um, and I think it's a game that as you play this, you realize like, holy crap, I, I get it now. I don't just get Genesis Project. I don't just get loot. I get Web3. Like I get the whole point of this. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's my challenge. Somebody wanted to hop in and give me a plus one on that? Plus one. <laughs> nice. What's up, Conway? Uh, okay, good. Well, Conway, you, you dove in, so why don't we hand the baton? Uh, I would love to talk about Divine DAO and everything that's going on here. And then, I don't know, you do five, ten minutes on Divine, then we can open it up for presentations, comments, show and tell. Awesome. Anybody else? Yeah, so um, Divine DAO and Divine City, what we're trying to do is build like the Venice of loot. Um, we have a treasury of 333 ETH, and we're using some of that to acquire more loot bags, but I think the bulk of it is going to be earmarked for making projects um, and investing in, in projects. So we're looking for teams that are you know, want to make proposals to us. Um, we'll use that treasury um, of ETH and also our treasury of Divine um, to invest in those projects, try to help, um, you know, recruit 
contributors to join the projects. Realms was being discussed earlier. Would love to help out wherever we can on that project. Um, and we're going to be introducing like guilds to our discord, which will make it easy, easier for us to be like, Hey, you know, artisans, this project is looking for concept artists or, you know, at architects, like these people are looking for help with contracts, that sort of thing. And, uh, Taga, who's also in this, in this group can, uh, can jump in here too. I just wanted to it's add one thing. In addition to the beef <clears throat> and the you know seventeen plus bags of loot in the treasury, which some still have mana that we need to distill, um, there's also a you know very large percentage of the divine supply that is owned by the city, and so yeah. a good percentage yeah. will be owned through the DAO. It's held by a multi-sig that's attached directly to. Um, a snap safe and snapshot implementation and is only for the bags and a good a large percentage of the divide is only can only be unlocked through the government's code completely autonomously um, so in, in addition to the, the ETH itself we're going to be using um, divine to reward artisans and builders um, and it's going to kind of all be built directly into what Conway is kind of talking about when we're thinking about incentivizing the community through guilds and roles and tying it directly to Lumar and some of the constructs in, in the contract itself. Really cool, Taga. Uh, I, I'm extremely excited about what Divine is doing. It speaks to my heart, too, around just finding ways to fund and fuel artists and writers and storytellers and creators all together. Uh, the Divine Dow vision is extremely powerful, and so I'm, I'm pretty honored to be diving in. And I'll also say... We're honored to have you. Some of the stuff on this slide, we have some really incredible artists that are working on concept art. You see kind of this very, like... Um, almost like Destiny-looking character in this slide, and then we're kind of working together with some very talented designers and artists on a rebrand of the city, making sure that we, now that we're here all together at the Divine Gates and there's these bags that are strewn across this desolate landscape, and we're all working together to build and understand the, the, the destiny, the constructs, and the meta-timeline, and the physics of, of loot, um, now we're ready to enter the gates together and really make sure that we can get in a time machine, as Tim Shell says, and accelerate the leapers. Amen. So um, if anyone has a project that they're either working on already or want to start working on and would like to make a proposal um, to us, I think it'd be great to reach out in our Discord. There's a link on our Twitter is uh, at divine underscore DAO. Um, and we can start just like casually talking about it and then make it a formal proposal. Sweet. Thanks for sharing that, Taga and Conway. Uh, floor is open for others. I know there are a few other people who'd reached out to me who wanted to do a quick shout out about something you're working on. Uh, please unmute, dive in, share your screen, uh, open discussion. <laughs> 
are the Loot Lark guys here? I would love to hear from them. Hey, I'm here. Yeah. yeah. Go a little closer to the mic. Okay, hold on. Sometimes I have to turn down my volume so that there's not feedback. Is that better? Yeah. Awesome. How's it going, everybody? This is uh, Brian from Loot Lark. Um, we have been basically in a onboarding crunch, bringing devs and stuff on board. Uh, we've got some mockups that we're really excited to show you soon for the mobile platform for um, for the uh, kind of connective layer uh, that we'll be debuting at uh, the castle event. So I'm hoping to get the team uh, involved to, to go a sneak peek hopefully next week. Uh, in the meantime, um, yeah, we're just still uh, up for our mint, which uh, we're trying to you know, rally people uh, to uh, sign up for the private mint list and whatnot. And we've started up a Discord. We've launched our Twitter. Um, I, I feel like if anybody has questions, happy to answer them. That's an easier way to do this. Yeah, it's a bit of a bummer that the audio got cut out last week because yeah, you did a great presentation last week. <laughs> Yeah, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I, uh, I had a chance to see the video from last week, actually. Uh, you know, if, if anybody ever wants any more details, don't hesitate to just DM me. I'm uh, around in the Discord, so happy to share stuff with anybody. Uh, yeah, definitely trying to do the rounds and say hi to all the builders, because uh, I think we're going to have like a nice composable hardware layer to, to just showcase uh, all the amazing things all of them building uh, in real life. Composable hardware. You heard it here first. Wow. Nope. <laughs> um, is there a slide I can pull up? Is there a let, me, let, me, let me dig one up. Hold on a second. Yeah. Lootlarp.xyz maybe? <laughs> And then I had a question in parallel with the, for the Divine DAO team. So is the, yeah. the only way to acquire Divine tokens right now still sushi? Sushi? I think the answer is yes. Okay. Uh, which would be here? Where's the sushi link, though? Is it on here? I have, I have the link. I just know that they were talking about being able to, you know, offer tribute, like people offer bags for Divine. Yeah, sorry for the delay. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah it is. Still to offer tribute. Okay. You go to the Seasons album. There's, if you're looking for the, okay. the Sushi Swap, the Divine Eve button, but also if you go to um, albums, or if you go to Propose, uh, sorry. Oh, nice. Uh, I can see that Propose then, button. And then go to add NFTs, very, very right. Well, no, nice. yeah, add yeah. NFTs, that button right there. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So has, has anybody done that yet? Is that how you acquired these? So the way, that it, the way that it works is once you connect your wallet and you own Divine, you can actually select NFTs to add to the album or the treasury, and it creates a snapshot vote. 
and you select how much divine you want, if it's accepted by the divine holders, then uh, it will, the treasurer will accept that tribute, and then it will, the, the DAO will actually mint new divine tokens and send it to the tributor. So we haven't yet really kicked off this process, and one reason is because we're working with seasons now to make it less of a one-by-one, one, because how it works now is you have to put a proposal, the proposal takes a week, you have to vote on it, and then there's a, a process to make sure, because what happens is there's an on-chain payload, and there's a reality ETH oracle, and there's a dispute period. And so we have to make sure that the what was put into the payload is correct and it's the right outcome. And so there's some risk built around that. So it's fairly slow. Um, so we're kind of building in some of the ability to, uh, and it also requires the person to select how much do they divine they want and underwrite how much that bag is worth. So we were going to do some private tributes where we have more control over it and it's not 100% autonomous through this proposal system. And we're working with Seasons to make this a little bit more efficient as we kind of really kick off the tribute process and then tie it to the role that you get so that on-chain action will make you exalted. If you continue to hold your divine and you've tributed, um, you can get a patron role, which will give you certain access in the city to view some of the work around the world. Um, so we're still kind of working on, on that, and, but it, today it does work. You could actually go and create a proposal and it goes through. Wow, um, Tim Shell's just going for it right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to at least click the buttons to see how far I can get. I don't think I chose one of my divine robe bags, but I want to see how far I can get. We'll give you 100 divine. Yeah, so 100 <laughs> divine. <laughs> yes, you can, you can technically select any NFT you want through this. Oh, wow. UI. Nice. And then if you go to this, if you go back to proposal, so it's approved. So if you go back, um, <laughs> if, you, if you continue to go back to the, that dashboard before, um, and then click on click on proposals, and just go back. Yeah, click on proposals. You can see that you know. Um, well, maybe the, I think you cut him off early. He was just about to input the price that he wanted for it. Oh, yeah. I that yeah. <laughs> but, but had he done that, it would show up here, which is really awesome. I mean. Yeah, I see some limitations here, but still, this is awesome that you guys can just, as a DAO, just kind of slowly use your, you know, um, native token to buy these divine bags, or I mean, really any asset. But right now, it, the assumption is that it would, the community wouldn't vote on it unless it had a divine item, right? Yeah, yeah for now. And then also, if it was like the right, the right price, right? Yeah. Um, one of the things that impressed me, the yeah. One of the things that's really impressed me the most about this uh, Divine Dao movement and team is just their commitment to the loot community and the commitment to the canonical foundational lore of loot. Uh, like I said before, a lot of stuff has been inspired by loot and then just like taken advantage to run off in another direction, which is cool too. But through Alec and Conway and uh, the rest of the team here, Shalom's and others. There's been just such a deep commitment to really building a, a, a long-term, positive, uh, sustainable loot-verse ecosystem, uh, plus also the tie to the canonical lore and just the real sort of respect and commitment to the community of builders is super encouraging to see. So thanks for uh, thanks for me to you guys, uh, but also I, I'm committed to continue to uphold that as well. 
Yeah, I want to add if you if you click that link that to the Discord that Conway just sent, you'll see there's not much there. Um, we're actually sort of reorganizing. We're reorganize. We've been reorganizing Conway and I this week, and um, I think tomorrow we'll send out an, an announcement later today. But tomorrow, oh, there you can view the whole reorg. Um, yeah. But tomorrow we're gonna sort of announce and and fully kind of um, uh, kind of reintroduce the Discord in in sort of an, a process for getting into the Discord to start contributing and joining guilds and and that whole. For think. sure. We're, we're just kicking off of what Tim Shell was just saying. Yeah, we're going to, in the next two days, polish up our Discord around guilds, around getting people kind of aligned with, like, contributor working groups um, so that Divine City is doing what it, you know, can, becomes a center of contribution to um, these projects that are happening right now. Sweet. Thank you guys for sharing. Uh, other folks want to share? Uh, yeah, I can uh, jump in. Um, hey guys, I'm James uh, from Autonomy Network. Uh, I don't think I've actually been on one of these calls before, but yeah, it's actually super cool to see everyone like so passionate about about all this stuff. Um, but yeah, we uh, uh, we are wanting to essentially build NPCs and kind of add this to like the loot first. Um, I'm sure everyone's familiar with like non-playable characters. Um, but aside from just being like static uh, NFTs. Um, autonomy itself, I'm not going to go into like a massive chilling thing, but just like a quick thing for context. <clears throat> it's basically an automation, a decentralized automation protocol. So uh, like DEXs can use this to add like limit orders, stop losses, etc. Um, but in the context of NFTs, <clears throat> you can create an NFT that can actually create actions on its own. Uh, so it could like trade on its own or a much more interesting use case, I think, um, is in like gaming where you can essentially have a non-playable character that uh, that can interact with other NPCs and interact with you because I think like most blockchain games so far have been like very player focused and like PvP focused because it's been impossible to have NPCs because like in blockchains you know you need to create a transaction in order to change something about the state. Uh, so this is like the first time um, ever that uh, you're essentially able to have NPCs. Uh, so we were thinking of um, basically doing an airdrop. To uh, to like loot holders and potentially some other projects of kind of uh, loot style static uh, like regular NFTs like basically just like text JPEGs you know with uh, like different NPC characters and like monsters or whatever with with various stats um, but then also doing some autonomous NFTs so uh, like a very simple use case uh, I'm sure you guys could think of like much more imaginative stuff would be uh, like if you've ever played like World of Warcraft or like Skyrim you know how you just have like uh, animals just kind of roaming around like in the background like you have like sheep and wolves and like you might see like a wolf just go up to a sheep and uh, like kill it and eat it or whatever um we're uh, <clears throat> we're uh, able to essentially like create these anfts for like wolves and sheep where like autonomously without anyone like clicking anything like while people are asleep or whatever uh, like the wolf will interact with the sheep and like eat it or interact with a player or, or something like that or you could have um like uh, NPCs that uh, follow you, like literally, like go into your wallet and then transfer themselves out. So kind of like be a companion with you, and then leave for some other reason. Um, so yeah, curious, uh, curious what people think of it. 
it sounds like a really important uh, technical capability for this ecosystem. Uh, it sounds really cool. I would love to chat with you too about the foundational lore stuff. This seems like a perfect example to dive into the lore and just as you do that, you know, instead of it just being wolves and sheep, and I know you don't mean that, but like instead of it just being beasts or random, uh, there is a bunch of lore hiding in here. Like for example, this one's popping out at me, the three sets of the name prefixes. There are inside the contract itself, there are name prefixes and name suffixes. They're actually organized around three sets. And so it strikes me that there might even be some NPCs hiding inside here. Uh, you know, maybe there's dragons and demons and beasts and eagles and other stuff, you know, hiding right inside the contract. Awesome. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely keen to like uh, get some help on on the law side because um, I mean we're a team of a team of devs, so we're kind of missing that uh, the creative aspect. I can uh, drop a, a link. By the way, for anyone who wants to know more like about NFTs, I give it a very, very like brief. Uh, thing. Uh, I guess I'll drop in the general. Thing. Uh, yeah, another so part of that in Shell too from the contract is, I mean, that, a lot of the items are made from demons and dragons. So it seems like those are definitely present in the loot burst because people have constructed items from them. And then there's the leather, right? A lot of items are made out of leather, so that also kind of hints. At non, you know, non-playable characters as well as these demons, dragons, and then whatever this this leather armor is. You know, the hide could be coming from a variety of animals, but at minimum, we'd want those uh, those you know animals or um, beings to be present. Over there. Yeah, I mean, definitely, like all all this stuff could could be done. I mean, the um, I kind of. Uh, intention with the whole npc thing which it which is why we were particularly interested in, in loot is because uh, i think it has like a similar goal is to you know be like a metaverse building block so we want like you know arbitrarily many games to be able to like build on top of this um and like interact with npcs and you know like if i mean the wolf sheep thing is like a very like simple example but uh the, the idea is if there were like 10 games or whatever that's um that were using this, like they wouldn't have to like write the logic for the interactions of these things. They wouldn't have to like, uh, you know, they could just like point to an address. You know, it's like a plug and play building block, and they would just you know render it like on the screen for for whatever graphics engine that they're, they're using. But yeah, I mean, um, so super keen to like actually put some real like law behind it, so it uh, makes a lot more sense than just kind of like throw some stats on some characters. Really cool. Thank you for sharing this. Yeah, no so just this. We've been talking about hiring um, NPCs as actors and uh, potentially enemies to battle and stuff like that. Would love to connect about how we could maybe give like a human element to let's call it like an autonomous backend. That would be amazing, I think. I've got your site you pulled up here too, lootlarp.xyz. Thanks, Tim Show. Have you been still working on that that world boss dragon? I remember really early on on the Loot Talk forum, you know, there was that post about the world boss. And it had a lot of traction early on. Does anybody know if anybody's still working on a Loot World boss? Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to follow up on the forum. I, was, I, was that the dragon? Was that the yeah, Gary the dragon? Yeah. Yeah, is he still alive? <laughs> 
Did anybody launch it? Well, there is a Loot Wars, if that's what you're talking about here. No, no, no. On Loot Talk, there was just a thread oh. called the Loot World Boss. Oh. Okay. Mm. It was very early on. And then a, you know, a bunch of people were excited about it and trying to deploy this contract, essentially. It was just one contract, I believe. And it had a certain amount of hit points. And then everybody could use their loot bags to attack this world boss, and it would regen health or something. It just the, the non-playable character stuff uh, made me think of that. But that's like sort of a cool way to introduce, you know, the NPCs is this world boss concept that all the, the loot holders can attack, and you know, whoever deals the final attack gets some kind of custom NFT or something like that. I'll pick it up and bump that post on Loot Talk to get it back up because I was really excited about it. I'm, I'm ready to take the world boss down. Nice. <laughs> uh, really cool. Thanks for sharing both those things. I hadn't seen that, and that's really awesome to see. Hey, uh, Kodiak here from uh, from the Banners Project. Just wanted to give a quick uh, reminder, especially for, for Loot and Realms holders, that our mint starts this Sunday, the 19th. So for anyone who holds loot and or realms, um, you should have received a mint pass from us as, far, as well as a small little uh, dusting of Matic because we're, we're minting on Polygon. We wanted to make sure that uh, because the first one to mint is free for realms and loot holders that people didn't have to mess around with trying to get some Matic if you didn't have any. Um, and that'll last for, uh, for two days. And then we'll go to the, the public mint on the 21st. So um, 19th for Loot Realms holders, public mint on the 21st for banners. Nice. I think you guys have a, um, an outpost too. So definitely feel free to post in there and tag some people. Yeah. And I mean, we you know continue to update things. Um, you know, one of the announcements we made last week is we're going to do a contribution to, to the DAO. We're going to do 2% of our initial mint to the Divine DAO. And 5% of our initial mint to uh, the main loot DAO. I mean, this community has just been so wonderful with accepting us and, you know, giving us input and um, letting us come come here. So I uh, really appreciate it and looking looking forward to, to what's going to come next. There they are. They're there. <laughs> Some of these kids are really excited about this. Not as excited as me. <laughs> yeah. um, I have something kind of cool I can show off. Treppers, if you're still on, you want to show off message in a bottle? And then I trick you and you never reply. Me. <laughs> I know Treppers is pretty late at night over there, but I'm going to show it. Uh, this is kind of related to Genesis, but also just like a hyperverse protocol idea. There are a lot of people in the Genesis project who see somebody's wallet and see that they have the, the mana they're looking for and just have no way to reach out to them. And so it struck Trevor's and I the other day, probably a month ago now, to build a hyperverse messaging protocol that allows people to send messages like this. Uh, like, hey, I want to buy your Demon Shout Pendant of the Twins on OpenSea uh, to anonymous wallets to try to get people to respond and it's not a ton of this yet. We haven't even really launched it. We've mostly just been, like, alpha testing it. But it's been working. Uh, gas is kind of annoying, as it's annoying for everything. But the idea is that you can go to bottle.2 and say, hey, it's me, you know, Tim Shell, trying to send a message to, you know, some wallet. Uh, you know, whatever, you get the point here. But you can send sort of a, a, a pseudonymous or a 
reach out to me type message to an anonymous wallet as a message in a bottle across the open sea to get somebody to respond and say, hey, yeah, let's chat, whether it's pseudonymous email or Twitter DMs or Discord DMs or whatever. Uh, And so we're going to keep playing with this. We're going to keep testing it. We're pretty excited about the energy that's happened around it and pretty excited about the response we've seen so far. Um, So today, I guess, is kind of our unofficial unofficial loot-only unveiling of this. I'll do this as like a proper big Twitter thread with a whole launch around it and stuff at some point. Uh, But if you want to play around, if you've had this problem where you're trying to message people and you just cannot figure out how to get to them, until the day that OpenSea finally launches messaging, uh, this, I think, is your your best and brightest approach to do that. Yeah, this is uh, is Trepper's here. Yeah, um, just jumped on. But but yeah, this is uh, something we've been working on. I think the goal here is to keep gas down as much as possible. But uh, we uh, so we're going to try and tweak it over time to lower the gas on it. We tried doing it on Polygon, um, but ran into issues because OpenSea blocks airdropped um, NFTs now. So uh, we're trying to work around that or figure out another way to, to make it work. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun, and you know, we we as part of the Genesis project have experienced this pain in in real life. Uh, so kind of just built it because we experienced it. And uh, realize that you know, across the hyperverse, there's probably other people who are going to have the same exact issue. Um, so yeah, this is you know something we're playing with, and hope hope you guys uh, find use out of it. Or if folks have ideas and want to help us build this, uh, you know, this is a, a side project for us, but kind of a little passion project. So if you have ideas on how to expand this, how to get gas down, like Treppers was saying. We have some ideas about building kind of a ghost bridge between L1 and L2 so that you can send it on L1 but receive it on L2 uh, and get the gas down that way. And we have a couple other gas ideas or just use cases, you know, message.bottle.2, art.bottle.2, you know, friends.bottle.2, whatever. Um, again, this isn't really a proper launch today, but figured it was time to share it with everybody because it's been kind of cool and it's provided some real utility to some players. Yeah, I think this is how Foulplane, you know, minted like an all plus one semen GA, which is insanely difficult. And he was sending out tons of these. And I think this is ultimately how we got Doink to mint one of his mana items, is he sent a message in a bottle with a pseudo swap link built into it. You know, so the trade was sort of staged up or something. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah, El Boogie too. He had to drop, but I know he sent out a bunch of these. It'd be interesting to hear from him, like what the responses were from different people, but I love going to different people's wallets that, you know, have mana that I'm looking for. And then you just see, you know, several message in a bottle, um, NFTs from various Genesis players. It's pretty hilarious. Boolean, I don't think you're on here, but I'm showing your cool wallet off. <laughs> yeah. Boolean definitely has some message in bottles. So sick. Have you guys thought about, um, like private messaging, meaning like, like and like encrypted messages and like so that not everybody can see it. Yeah, um, XMTP is doing some cool stuff there, and who else just launched that? Uh, somebody just launched a really good private messaging system. Um, forgetting the name of the team, there's some team that just like a, a normal like almost a different game or something that just launched this. I think it's that um, parallels parallels NFT that's sci sci-fi fantasy card trading game. They just launched a private version. Our use case is different, though, because I think if 
if you're doing private, that means that you already know the person and you guys are already friends with each other and you can you know, reach out to them and say, hey, open your private message. I've sent you something and we're going to do it in a, a private, trustless way. The idea here is more like the message in a bottle, like, hey, I'm stranded on an island. I'm trying to reach out to this anonymous wallet and I have no way of figuring out who this anonymous person is. If I sent you a private message, you'd never receive it because you'd never know how to, you'd never even know that it was there in the first place. That's the idea here was like, sending the message out, popping into the ocean, having it bob along to eventually get picked up by the person that you're hoping who can see it. And then at that point, then you can message however you want. Twitter DMs, Discord DMs, email, one of those private messaging services, whatever. Uh, But the idea is starting this as like an MVP protocol. And if it works and if we get a lot of excitement and energy out of this, then for sure open this up to, you know, private messages, open this up to sending art, sending specific, you know, you could do like white labeled versions of this. So you could do like loot.bottle.2 that's specific to loot's vibe, but you could also do, you know, Forgotten Runes wizard cult.bottle.2 that's got, you know, their vibes or apes.bottle.2. So it's mostly just a, a fun idea we're playing around with. Uh, but feels like it was a, a hyperverse idea born out of loot. I think like, does does Sting have a .eth address? I know. <laughs> if somebody could find Sting's ETH address, uh, it would be amazing to send him a hundred <laughs> messages in a bottle from this community. <laughs> I think too, like you know, we've been thinking about it. Divine Dow, we have this concept of keys, which you know, is soon going to be revocable and also non-transferable. And right now the focus is on builders and working with all of you that are really, you know, deeply ingrained in Loon and really helping that process. But in the future, there's going to be more people that are able to enter the gateway and tying it to tributing, like tributing divine robes and items give the divine tower, you know, enough power to really kind of grow out and help us to explore it. And so... We're going to tie that action directly to being able to mint more keys to allow more people to into, into the gateways. And so it would be really cool. Like, I see this as something that you could use to be like, here's someone who has divine bags and we need your help to, you know, unlock the next like, section of the city together. It's super cool. Amazing. Um, all right, I think we're nearing an end here. That was almost two hours with y'all. But uh, this is always one of the most fun parts of my week. And again, just like thanks for the amazing commitment and energy from this whole crew. Anyone else want to have to say any final words or share any final demos or anything? Uh, Tim Shaw, this is Andrew. I just want to share. Um, I'm starting to organize a like a meetup event in Los Angeles um, in early January. I'm looking at like January 6th, 7th, 8th sometime that weekend. Um, and we started a telegram group to kind of start organizing, figuring out, you know, which side of the city, things like that. So I'll share that link in general, but if, um, you know, whoever's, whoever here is, is around LA, California, um, would love to love to meet you in person and, and geek out some more. Nice. I think count me in. I'm in Northern California, Ooh. but I'd, I think I'd come down for that. All right. We're also noodling the idea of doing a mega Lootverse 2022 conference, uh, either tying it to South by or tying it to some other tentpole event. 
and seeing if we could just get everybody to come. Uh, even doing like some pre-minted uh, tickets and then end up using some of that money to fund and grant some free flights to people coming out from across the world. So early thoughts right now. Um, and it, I think the Divine Dow will probably end up being the tentpole for that. But pretty excited about the idea of just translating some of these online friendships and builder builder brainstorms or whatever to actual whiteboards and sitting around a table with a hamburger and a beer would be pretty amazing with everybody here. Love it. You had me at hamburger. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And whiteboards, hamburgers and whiteboards. That's the main theme. Uh, All right, everybody. Really good stuff. See y'all next week. Uh, I'm, I may send out a note to suggest a different time because I know there's some teams who've had a really hard time joining this call because it's like 4 a.m. their time. So I may send, a, send out a poll and we can all vote together on what a good time is. Uh, and you made it this far, two hours in. I think let's call it. Happy Wednesday. And see everybody uh, on the Discord. <laughs>